Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome back to One Guy, One Roll. As always, I am your host, GM, and player, Hero Cities, as we explore the fantastic role-playing system of Ironsworn Starforged by Sean Tompkins. Before we get started, I just wanted to once again say thank you to all of you who have provided such excellent support for this project simply by downloading and listening to it. The fact that there are actually people out there who want to listen to the story that I want to create, I guess we are more or less creating it together, aren't we? Because without you guys, I probably wouldn't be doing this, and it's great. It it feels good. I know that there's lots of other people who create content, but as I said in my first podcast, this is the first podcast I have ever created, the first thing I've ever launched before to the public, and the fact that there is even a single person, let alone a couple dozen people who are actually willing to take the time out of their day to download and listen to me ramble on for 30 minutes is incredible. Anyways, introductions aside, let's get back into it. When we last left Nikora, he had just docked onto the space station Prosperity, and upon using the armaments on the second chance, blasted open the airlock, and then sliced his way into the space station prosperity itself, where things are not normal. Something has happened on board the ship, and Nik- or the space station, something that Nikora is not necessarily aware of, and the environmental system is not functioning currently. And as we discovered last session... Uh, with an extreme no whether or not the environmental system was functioning properly on the ship. So it is completely destroyed by something and unable to ever be restarted, at least normally. Also, I think that the power is currently shut off to the Prosperity. Now, one of the downsides of the way which Nikora entered the Prosperity was due to cutting open that inner door of the airlock whenever the second chance pulls away it'll completely leave the space station open to the void of space currently there's no atmosphere or air or anything like that inside of the prosperity i think gravity is still functioning but other than that all of the rest of the environmental systems have been completely knocked offline by something of which we are unaware of what that is at the moment I think our episode fades in on this frozen corpse sitting at a terminal. Are there any signs of violence? I don't know. Um, let me look. Our chaos factor is currently four. So I think it's a 50-50 chance, honestly, that uh, there's been violence inflicted on this guy. With a 13 is a yes. What kind of violence has been inflicted on this guy? I'm not sure. Do we have anything we can roll to help with this? Well, first off, we need to figure out what was this space station actually doing? There's been nothing other than a couple rumors tossed around and some very outdated information provided to Nikora by Chance, the VI aboard the Second Chance. I know it's going to get confusing using the spaceship name as Second Chance and uh, the VI Chance, but... It's part of the fun, isn't it? Nikora would definitely find it funny and have a good laugh about naming 
the VI on board after the spaceship itself. So let's see if we can get an idea about what the purpose of prosperity is. Got a 38 for our theme. No, sorry. For our action is eliminate. And, and for our theme, we got a 16, which is culture. Eliminate culture. Eliminate culture. I don't think that there's any like settlements or anything on board or on the surface of the planet Cicero. I think that everything was relegated here to prosperity. Is it possible that this was some sort of experiment of some kind being conducted on the people who lived aboard the space? What if it was a colony that was established around the planet and they were attempting to, whoever owned the space station was actually conducting some kind of, oh, I know what it is. And uh, I'm going to roll and see. I, uh, I, I think it's a near sure thing because I think it's really interesting. Let's see what happens. I got a 59, so yes, what I'm thinking is, in fact, what the purpose of this station was built for, and I'm going to keep that a secret. However, I will reveal to everybody listening that it was a colony station of some sort. It makes the most sense to me that the colonists on board were venturing down to Cicero in order to harvest water. It seems weird because here on Earth, water is so abundant. You know, it pools, it's in the oceans, it falls from the sky. But I believe that probably more or less, especially for space stations that are even bigger than Prosperity and other parts of the um, galaxy that have been, that will be, I guess, or could have been colonized in the future, uh, water is going to be one of those resources that is both heavy and relatively uncommon in natural abundance. So I think that down on Cicero, which we've already established is incredibly inhospitable to human life, I think they harvest ice and they send it back up to prosperity in order to be prepared for distribution around the forge. I think Cicero is the primary water source for planets and space stations and spaceships that don't have access, at least on the surface, that is what the purpose of prosperity is. As we rolled during the sector creation portion, we already saw that on Cicero there are these glistening ice spires, and I think that the various colonists from the space station here descend down to Cicero and harvest these ice spires and bring back up these chunks of ice to prosperity and then various ships from merchant guilds or something like that we haven't quite established the different types of guilds come to prosperity in order to with these massive water tankers and collect the water and distribute it out into the rest of the forge i don't think this is like a big merchant area but it's more like a distribution center for water for the forge but as of now nikora is not entirely sure what the purpose of this station is but as the camera shows this frozen man sitting at the terminal nikora notices that below the desk there's this frozen red puddle and looking under the desk Nikora notices that the man is missing a leg that has been cut cleanly through. This red pool reflects the light, scattering it from 
the floodlights of the second chance as they shine in through the destroyed and cut open airlock. It casts a almost glittering red diamond appearance of the blood. Trapped inside of his spacesuit, Nikora crouches down next to the seated figure and attempts to boot up the console that is on the desk. And of course, there's no appears to be no power currently functioning inside of the station. So he quickly gives up and surveys the rest of the room. Now, Iron or Iron Sworn Starforge does provide us with some pretty good tools in order to create what's called a derelict, which is essentially an abandoned or otherwise unused spaceship of some kind. Now, we have already entered in through airlock number four, which is called the Access. Let's see exactly what this area looks like. Well, we already know it has an airlock, but what about anything else that's interesting here? Got an 82, a vertical shaft or ladder. So perhaps this airlock that Nikora has breached is in like the maintenance section of the ship. It's not actually in the proper living area of the ship, although we will go ahead and roll for that here in a minute just to make sure. However, the only way out from this airlock area is an elevator, a vertical shaft. However, as we know, there's no power. So I think beyond this console, I think this guy probably worked here in order to check IDs. He's probably kind of like a TSA guy. Um, But I do think that as Nakora sweeps his shoulder-mounted light over the rest of the darkened room, the areas at which are not illuminated by the floodlights from the second chance, we can see that there's a large door kind of like the airlock door that is currently open. Well, let's roll for it. Is the door open that leads to the elevator shaft? Let me look here. We got a chaos factor of four. I think it's 50-50. 21 almost doubles. 21 is a yes. So the door is open to the airlock. And I think that just in front of the airlock, we see another dried pool of blood that sparkles like red diamonds in the shoulder-mounted light of Nikora. So as we, as Nikora walks over towards the elevator, he shines his light, there's a little shoulder-mounted light. It's, it's okay. It doesn't really illuminate all that much, maybe 20 or 30 feet with decent light and he shines his light up and down the elevator shaft and he can see looking downward that he's at the bottom of this elevator shaft but shining up you can just barely make out another door up above of another area now the question is is there anything that Nikora can use to climb up and down this elevator shaft i think it's quite likely that there is a, something helpful for him, whether it's a ladder built into the wall or something else like that. So I think Nikora is looking for something to help him, which is secure an advantage. In this case, it's secure an advantage with observation, so plus wits, which for us is a plus three. Okay, so on the challenge dice, uh, well, first off, we rolled a three, so plus three is six, and on the challenge dice, we got a one and a seven, which is a weak hit. So on a hit, you succeed, 
on a weak hit, choose one. We're going to add a plus one to our next move. Because out in the darkness, as Nikora is scanning up and down this elevator shaft, he can see that on the far wall from the elevator, there is a ladder, and that the drop down to the floor... I'm thinking of this as like probably like a cargo lift, more or less than like a real proper elevator like you would find in a high-rise in the modern world. So this elevator shaft is pretty shallow below the floor and you could he could probably swing his legs over the edge drop down in order to get to the ladder across the way as he swings his light down into the darkness and takes a look down below he can see what is clearly the leg of the guard who is sitting at the terminal now obviously deceased and you can see that it's been clearly cut cleanly off by this door just piecing together the pool of blood the leg down below at the bottom of the elevator shaft and then the dead guy who clearly bled out all over the floor before by the way the environmental system went off or else there wouldn't have been blood to freeze like it did so seeing no other way out of the room uh, nikora then thinking about it walks back over to the dead guy at the terminal and just kind of gives him a little bit more of a look over. The question is, since we've now established he's probably some sort of security guard of some kind who's stationed down here, does he have anything interesting or useful on him? I think at this stage it's um, unlikely. With a 37, no. So there's nothing really useful on him. He probably... Looks like he may have gotten dressed in a hurry. He does have a holster on his hip, which is currently empty. Uh, he doesn't have any cards or anything like that. He does have a, a simple ID badge, which Nikora um, clumsily with the, the thick gloves of the environmental suit he's wearing manages to kind of detach from his uniform. I think it's like a jumpsuit, like kind of like an industrial working jumpsuit which has a very low resolution picture of the guy's face, his name, and his title. Through the suit's in internal system, Nikora's voice comes over sounding grainy and robotic. Well, an apprentice, eh? Looks like the guilds might be involved in this station after all. I guess we'll have to dig deeper and see what actually is going on here. I wonder what the guilds have interest in a backwater like this. Nikor crunches his way back across the frozen floor to the elevator and hops down to the floor and starts making his way up the ele the ladder. rather. Now, given that this entire part of the space station is frozen over with a sheen of ice and is generally not a very safe situation i think that this is going to require a move in order to climb this ladder the environmental suit that nikora has is probably a couple generations older clumsy with these big fat mitten like almost mitten like well i guess they're not mitten because they have fingers but it's just not an easy suit to move around in. it's very clumsy and clunky and i think this is going to require a face danger roll with agility so edge now we do have a plus one to this roll from our security advantage, which is great. So we will face danger with edge plus one. That gives us a plus three total. We got doubles and we 
got a strong hit. We rolled a four, and both challenge dice were also four. So that is an easy strong hit with some sort of extra advantage. So on a strong hit, you are successful. Take plus one momentum. That brings our momentum up to seven, which is just fantastic. I cannot believe how well we've been rolling this entire game so far. Usually you end up with kind of an equal amount of strong and weak hits, but the majority... I'm sorry, you get end up with a majority of strong of weak hits and about an even mix of everything else being misses or a strong hit. And we have just been doing extremely well rolling so far with Nikora. It's quite impressive, actually. Now, as far as our advantage is concerned, I think that when, as Nikora starts climbing this frozen ladder and we reach the next level of the station. I think the door is already open. I was planning on having it closed, but with the doubles there, the door is also open and let's see what we are dealing with. Research, we rolled a 96. Now I already have an idea about exactly what they were researching here, but let's see what kind of area this is immediately as we exit the elevator. We got a seven, which is a clean room which is absolutely perfect. So as Nikora, struggling with the weight of the environmental suit, pulls himself up and over the lip of the door into the research section, he notices that this is quite a bit different as the light from his shoulder sweeps the area. In this section, the doors are quite a bit different for the elevator. I think that probably one of the doors is open and the other one is closed and just the size of these doors from the elevator are incredible and they have these massive foot wide or foot in uh, diameter metal pins that apparently locked into the other side of the door but of course now that is it's open you can see the thickness of these doors is about two to three feet of steel it's absolutely massive doors And inside the area, besides the thin layer of ice that coats everything, is pretty spartan and sparse. There is just a computer terminal along one wall and a set of sliding doors that leads into a... Well, you can just barely see as the light plays through these narrow windows in the doors. A room that's about 20 feet across and on the other side you can't make it out because of the darkness just being illuminated by the little shoulder lamp that Nikora has another set of windows and it leads beyond Nikora probably has no idea what exactly this room is some sort of access into this section of the vessel however with no power Nikora is going to have to figure out some way of getting these doors opened Nikora heads over to the terminal sitting in the corner, which, of course, as we've established, is completely powered off, and he wipes away some of the thin layer of ice that's covering the screen. Hey, Chance, do you still read me? Can you hear me? Hey, Chance. Chance. I can there's just static on the other side. Nakora takes his hand and s- smacks it against the side of his helmet and tries again, but still cannot get a hold of Chance back on the second chance. Damn. Well, 
I guess I'm alone on this one. They must have some sort of communications interference for this section of the ship. I'm simply not certain how I'm going to get through these doors. Looks like it leads into some kind of science crap. I need to find some way to get the power back on in order to get these doors open. And maybe remove this damn suit. With that, Nikora turns back around towards the elevator shaft and proceeds to climb upwards towards the next floor. Now, in the interest of not just rolling over and over every time we move up and down the elevator shaft, I think that our first roll has deemed that it is safe for us to do so. Huffing and puffing and struggling his way up to the next level of the elevator shaft, Nikora encounters a closed door with a rudimentary system installed on the inside of the elevator shaft in order to pump it open, like with hydraulics, in order to force the door open in the event of some sort of electrical failure. However, without there being any place for him to really stand or do anything, he kind of has to hold on to the ladder with one arm as he's pulling down this heavy hydraulic arm in order to try and force the, uh, the door open which I think is going to be a face danger roll with iron. Now, iron's not exactly a strong stat for us. We have a big old one in it. That is a fail. We got a four on our dice, and we got double eights. So this is a failure with extreme consequences. I think that all of this, at least just to start with, all of this exertion and heavy exercise has caused Nakora to... Uh, breathe heavier and heavier and has been exerting himself and sucking down his oxygen so that'll fill in one of our six pieces of the pie on our o2 available let's see here so face danger on a miss you fail or a momentary success is undermined by a dire turn of events pay the price so I think that using our oxygen up is definitely part of our doubles. And let's take a look at pay the price. So pay the price. When you suffer the outcomes of an action, choose one. And I think we're going to roll on the table and see what happens here. We got a 23. You are separated from something or someone. Separated from something or someone. Oh, I know. I was just going to have the interference with chance be in the research section of the ship, but I think that whatever is causing the interference back to the second chance is actually affecting the entirety of the ship. So Nakora grabs hold of this bulky, thick handle and pumping away, the door slowly starts to creak and groan open. Although instead of the usual darkness that has been behind every other door we've encountered so far a thin strip of light is seen through the crack as it slowly widens wider and wider what section this is why is it lit when there's no other power on the ship what exactly were they researching on a vessel which is clearly designed as a mining vessel for ice down on the planet below that we will have to discover together on the next episode of One Guy, One Roll presents Iron Sworn Star Forged. I hope you all have enjoyed episode three. Once again, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It keeps me inspired to create more content and keep this story evolving and going. And I cannot wait 
to see what happens with our, well, he's not a hero, so main character, Nikora Tycoon Sokolov. I have been your host, Hero Cities, signing off for the night. Take care, y'all, and stay safe out there. Thank you.